Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This episode should have started with some famous sleigh bells. I don't even think they're famous sleigh bells. They're just famous notes that as soon as you hear them, they make you want to pop up a tree, drink some mulled wine, have a mince pie, put on something sparkly. You know the ones that I mean. It's like, I won't do it. If I hadn't thought Spotify would string me up on some kind of royalty issue and strip the podcast down, I would have popped them in. But we are today talking all things Christmas. I know I just used the C word and I know we're in November, but with very, very, very good reason, I want to expedite this podcast to come out a little bit faster than than normal. We've had some brilliant questions in check-ins over the last little while, and it's something that I think is worth discussing now, sooner rather than later, so that we are all set for the festivities. Before we do so, let's go into some housekeeping. If you have not already, why have you not taken our health check review? We are really, really brilliant at tracking various aspects of our fitness, whether it be our calories on my fitness pal, whether it be our step tracker with your Fitbit or Apple Watch, and even maybe you are a client of mine and you are absolutely fantastic at at tracking your weights in the gym with your app. We are really, really great at tracking all of these components. How often do we bring it together in a cohesive, holistic score that allows you to look at your health from an overall perspective rather than in in these individual components? Take our health check review. We've put together this evidence-based series of questions that are going to give us a brilliant insight into your training, your nutrition, your routines, your overall wellness, okay? It will give you a wonderful, wonderful place to start if you would like to make changes to your your health and wellness, but you're not 100% sure where to start. Go and get your health check review, go and get your score, and you can take it as many times as you like and try and improve your score over time. Brilliant thing about this review is that it will give you feedback based on your answers, feedback specific to the areas where you potentially are are doing really well in, um, but crucially the areas that potentially need a little bit more work. So go take that, get your health score, let me know what you got, and let's put a plan of action in place to help you improve that overall number. If you've taken it and thought it was really, really great, why don't you send it to someone who you know wants to make changes, uh, positive changes to their lifestyle. And secondly, if you are new to the podcast, if you're a regular listener, or if you are a client of mine and you enjoy what we do here, we enjoy the conversations that we have, the topics that we cover, share the podcast with someone who you think would find it, find it valuable, or share it to your social media platform. If you're listening and you are doing some cardio or not if you're driving, but if you are walking doing some cardio, whatever you may be up to uh, while you listen to your, your podcast, give us a little screenshot and a share on your favorite social media platform. We would very much appreciate it. So let's get into the nitty gritty of today and all things festive, all things Christmas. I definitely have done this podcast before, if not do it every year in some capacity, but there's really good reasons for this. Um, 
is this something that happens every single every single year we do celebrate uh we do celebrate christmas it's coming as no no great surprise i think the thing that has been flagged up to us most in check-ins recently is for you lovely clients we are getting engagements in the calendar now we are getting the invitations to the parties. We are making the plans with family. We're deciding whose in-laws we're going to on what day, you know, who's picking up granny. Are we doing presents at ours, meal at yours? Like all of those things are starting to be to be organized. You may even have been sent a, a menu around at work where you have to pre-select your Christmas lunch in, in November. Do people still have work dues? Is that still a thing post-COVID? So the last time I worked in an office was obviously pre-COVID. And yeah, we definitely, definitely had to select from a menu way ahead of time. Like you were thinking about sticky toffee pudding or Christmas pudding, you know, before you'd even had your first mince pie of the season. But these things do, I believe, still go on. That's one thing about being self-employed, actually. We don't have a CWC work night out. Maybe Colette and I will have a glass of, of mulled over Zoom. That sounds like a much more likely scenario this year while wearing tinsel. Okay, that's what, um, if she's listening to this, that's the plan for this year, huh? Um, I'll send you some mulled. Right, so now that we've figured out our plans for the year, Christmas time, I get it. It can be anxiety inducing, particularly if you've been working towards your goals over the last weeks and months. It can feel as though, okay, I've got to this point now, it's suddenly all going to come crashing down. And maybe you do feel a little bit apprehensive at the moment. And I completely understand why. Christmas has potentially been a time historically when dieting has been really, really difficult for you. We have foods around us that we simply would not eat at any other time of the year. I mean, you don't have a pig in blanket for a for a summer barbecue, for example. Um, as much as I wish that were the case, there's something lovely about the fact that they are a, a definitely a seasonal food. But we definitely have foods around that we wouldn't normally, and food in abundance that we simply wouldn't normally. You know what the Christmas packs of things look like? They they are bigger. They are you know the things come out around at this time of the year that we'd never see otherwise alcohol is is flowing you know we have you know I love a mulled wine you really really know I do uh we have mulled wine you know you've got all the Baileys all the different kinds of alcohol as well it's definitely a a time of year that may be triggering things for you in terms of potentially binge eating tendencies around around a lot of these a lot of these foods I think as well it can, as much as it is a very, very happy time, it can be an emotional time to navigate, particularly if it has been a difficult year. Perhaps this year, you know, you maybe lost a loved one or family circumstances changed or work. You know how things go. It can be an incredibly, incredibly emotional time, both happy, but also maybe for others, not so much. And to add the cherry on top of the the cake, the restart in January can be notoriously tricky. I mean, now it's so, so fast now. As soon as the the Boxing Day sales come in, then does the, you know, the, the active wear and the try this diet and the try this, everyone's on it in January. You know how it goes. It can be, it can be tricky. However, the one question I would ask you and clients, if you're listening to this, is particularly applicable to you. 
are you the same person going into this Christmas that you were last year? I'm going to hazard a guess as to not, that you have spent a good amount of time, effort and energy this year refining, improving, upgrading your relationship with food, your relationship with yourself, with exercise, learning more about diet, nutrition, about exercising effectively and learn more about yourself as well. You're not the same person going into this year as you have been previously. So the baseline, the starting point is different. I think there is also a perception that Christmas time means the whole month. This is exactly why I'm putting this out now, mid-November, because there is this notion that Christmas time starts 1st of December and we're just going to munch and munch and munch and munch and munch until work starts back officially on whatever that is the first week in January. It's not realistic. It's not the case. If you really, really break it down and you factor in Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, if you're in Scotland, we call that Hogmanay, New Year's Eve. I don't know why, actually. New Year's Day. That's five days of that month, which works out as 16% of your month. Then on top of that, you might have a couple of meals out. Maybe you do Christmas Day twice, depending on your, on your family dynamic, but it's not the whole month. I cannot emphasize that enough. We really, really, really pin this idea on Christmas means essentially just spending a whole month getting fluffier, shall we say, eating in a surplus, gaining more storage. That doesn't need to be the case at all. And really, really, instead of thinking about it like this, this whole December, break it down not only into days, but break it down into meals. Just because you have a work meal night out on a Friday doesn't mean you have to write the whole week off. We wouldn't do it in any other time of year but we have this perception round about December that because we have this one thing that it's worth, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, going off, off the rails or choosing differently for the whole month. I'm going to ask you to consider that that doesn't need to be the case. Okay. We wouldn't be having the same kind of conversation in, in June, in July, but we have it in December. Okay. So nights out, whatever that may be, that doesn't mean whole days. And if you really want to think about this a little bit more, break down what a realistic December might look like for you and add it all in. Add in the, you know, trips to the Christmas market, the, you know, the trip to go and see Santa with the kids and then dinner afterwards, the the two Christmas dinners, the the day on the sofa and box. Like that is all fine. It's all part of it. But it doesn't mean that we have to to let loose for for the entirety. So I get that it's an apprehensive time for a lot of people. I get that there is this perception that Christmas is a kind of just help do whatever you want for all of December, but that doesn't need to be the case. And I want to walk through with you a couple of strategies that we can employ literally between now and, and January that I hope will really, really help. And I will start by saying fat loss may be your goal, 
during this month, but it also may not be. And I'm not here to tell you what your goal in December should be. I'm not here to, you know, say, we, you know, we're only going to take certain days off. I want you in the gym, you know, all the way. That's not what I'm here to say. It's your December. It's your festive period. You know, we're, we're all adults here. You can do what you, you want with the time. But I think when it comes to knowing that there are different options, rather than feeling, you know, lethargic, eating too much, feeling uncomfortable, feeling miserable come January, it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm here to equip you and show you other ways, other options. So let's talk about some ways that you can approach the festive period so that you don't have this, this need to restart come 2023. Okay. First one I would start with would be routine. So we are in, in mid-November by the time this podcast will come out. And I would encourage that if you are currently in a routine that works very, very well for you, you feel great, you've got energy, you're enjoying your sessions, you're enjoying the foods that you're eating, you're getting great, both body composition results and you know your, your, uh, your energies, all of these things. If all of this is happening and you feel great in your routine that you're in, stick with that as long as absolutely possible. Keep going with that routine until, you know, until these, these events come in. There's no need for you to suddenly, you know, see Christmas things on the shelf in, in Tesco and think, okay, well, that's here now. I don't need to, I don't need to do this anymore. Well, if you enjoy it, why stop? I had a conversation with a client this week and, and the phrase that was used was, it feels great to feel great. I thought that's so simple and so effective because you know what it does? When you are feeling the best version of yourself, it is such a, it's a wonderful intrinsic feeling, but it's also flipping infectious. If you're around someone who is genuinely living their best life, it is so infectious to, to see it and to be around it and to, to be around that energy. So if you're currently doing things that make you feel great, don't stop, keep going. The next thing I would say would be maintenance. So you may look at a point around about maybe closer to that, that Christmas day kind of time where you might say, right, actually, do you know what? I've put in a, a real, I've been really focused. I've put in a lot of work until this point. And actually I would be really, really happy to sit at maintenance for, for the next little while, for the next week or so. That's all we're saying is you've worked really, really hard and you are then choosing to say, I'm not actively going to seek fat loss now. I'm going to, to make decisions that may push my calories up a little bit more. That'll have me at maintenance. And actually, you know, eating more at this time of year, having more energy on board, that might actually really, really help you in terms of, in terms of training. For example, if you've been dieting for a prolonged period now and you've dropped significant amount of uh, body fat, you've been in a deficit. You've been in a deficit for week on week on week on week. What's going to happen if you bring in higher caloric food, higher calorie density foods? You're going to have more energy. You could use that energy in your, your gym sessions. If you're currently looking to progress in terms of, of your big lifts, that will help. Nothing puts fuel on the fire of a diet more than than an intake of of calories and you know if you were going to to look at it from that perspective you could take that additional energy and effectively 
put it to good use. Would I recommend that long term? Probably not, because let's face it, the calories and the, the increase in calories that we're going to be having are probably in the form of refined sugars and maybe higher, higher fat options, which long term probably won't support effective training. Um, however, in the short term, yeah, absolutely. You're going to have more energy and think about it that way. The third thing that I would mention is if you are an individual who sees a correlation between times when you are exercising, you tend to follow great nutritional patterns with that. So like most people, if you are going to the gym regularly, you're exercising, you find you're eating improves too and it's easier to to eat well when you're when you're going to the gym you're not someone who maybe has their session leaves and then and then goes to mcdonald's you find you actually make better choices because you're exercising then keep doing the exercise keep moving keep asking more of your body one you're going to keep your your resist your training sessions going over the over the festive period but also it's going to have that knock-on domino effect to your nutrition as well. Maybe you will still factor in, you know, other things. Maybe you'll have a little bit more chocolate, or a little bit more, more wine here and there. But generally speaking, because you're exercising, because when you exercise, it doesn't tend to, to lead you to uh, make poor dieting decisions. Keep doing it. Keep moving your body. Keep having training sessions. Daily movement. You might choose to increase your activity over the festive period to not only increase expenditure but you might actually find that because we're having heavier meals for example we're eating bigger meals more regularly potentially that more movement actually helps things like your digestion helps you reset that actually you know going into to the gym and getting a good sweat on actually makes you feel great. You might find that your activity actually increases over, over December. And I would be saying, particularly if you're someone who, I know many of our clients are in a position where since lockdown, you know, they have kit at home, have the Peloton, have the walking plate, have the treadmill at home. If you have access to that equipment, add in some, some daily movement over December. Jump on the bike for 15, 20 minutes to kick off your day. One, is going to make you feel wonderful to get a little endorphin hit in the morning, but it's going to have, as I say, that knock-on effect to your um to your dietary choices throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the day. If you've been out for a big meal the night before, and the first thing you do the next morning is get up and do a quick little um little cardio session on the on the treadmill or on your on your Peloton. That's really going to make you feel great after that, after that big meal, rather than waking up and thinking, oh God, yeah, I really enjoyed that, but I'm feeling that today. Move your body because it feels good. Increase your activity over this month because you actually want to, not because you're doing it out of fear. The next strategy that you could employ is banking calories. Now, if you've heard me talk about banking calories before, you'll know it's not my preferred method of finding maintenance in a week. Banking calories, what do we mean by that? Exactly as it, as it suggests, it's think of your calories like a, like a savings account. 
banking calories essentially means that say Monday to Friday, you, you save a little bit more in your, in your account to then spend a bit more at the weekend when you're doing something. It's using your calories like that, holding back, reserving some during the week to allow you that, that surplus for a, for a meal or for a day at the weekend. I'm not a huge, huge fan of this. And the reason being, unless you're very, very careful with this, I do believe that it starts to mimic over-restriction, over-indulgence cycles. So if you've ever been someone who hasn't had that great a relationship with food, you've maybe pulled back calories out of, out of guilt, out of, out of apprehension, you pull back your calories quite low during the week to then effectively have a binge at the weekend. I don't particularly like this as a, as a tool. However, there is merit, I believe, in being more mindful of your choices during the week so that you can enjoy a, a meal at the weekend. I know that sounds very, very similar, but the mentality is, is slightly different. It's choosing during the week to make certain choices so that you can at the weekend parenting yourself. I am choosing to have lighter meals Monday to Thursday in the evening so that I can have a more calorie dense meal on the Friday. It's thinking about it that way and not I'm going to pull back 200 calories Monday to Thursday. So now I have a buffer of oh my God, I can't, 800 calories that I'm going to then spend on Friday evening. That's not really the mentality that I like. I don't particularly think it's very helpful um but you can essentially bank calories to to then have or allow yourself or to enjoy something else at the at the weekend and if you had a a work due for example on a friday that might be a really effective way to to approach the week and um, so that you can give yourself that a uh, little bit more freedom around food choices or number five you could make adjustments on the day when you choose to maybe have a, have a bigger meal in the evening. If this were me, for example, if I were having a bigger evening meal, what I would probably do is fast in the, in the morning until maybe 11, 11.30-ish tends to work pretty well for me, but that's totally personal preference. I'll tend to push food later into, into the day, close the eating window. And then have something for for our breakfast, factor in a an activity, a session of some description, have something light afterwards, protein and greens base, and then have a little bit more freedom for that for that evening meal because it has been generally a lighter day. Didn't start eating until later in the day and factored in some activity. So if you do have evening meals, that would be a, a good option. Um, I think it's it's important not to fast completely during the day. Again, mimicking over-restrictive cycles whereby, you know, you effectively have nothing during the day. If, um, if someone said to me they ate nothing, they fasted all day prior to an evening meal, I can almost guarantee that they'll eat more in that evening meal than they otherwise would have if they'd had a little bit more uh, during during the day. I even recommend sometimes that clients have a, a protein-based snack a short time before going out for dinner. I know that sounds converse, but what it does is it means that because you are not 
ravenously hungry. Have you ever had that experience when you're sitting at a table, you can't even concentrate on the conversation or anything around you because you're so hungry, you're just eyeballing all of the waiters. Is that mine? Is that my dish? Is that for us? Have you ever had that? Just me. Um, Because essentially you have pulled your calories too low during the day and caused yourself to have that really, really high drive to eat. And the thing that happens when you, when you then do is you don't often enjoy the meal itself because it almost becomes quite frantic. It becomes quite, oh, I have to eat this right now. I'm so, 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 so hungry. You almost inhale your food rather than rather than enjoy it. So you can make adjustments on the day. Again, be sensible about it and uh, and don't crash diet on that on that given day. Another one that I popped in here was this is so simple. And actually if you made this as a blanket rule, you do pretty well over the over the festive period. Put in some hard stops around food. And what I mean by that is put in some really, really easy to follow rules that will actually make you feel great and not lead to this kind of mindless overconsumption of calories. So your hard stops or your rules might be things like stop eating when I'm full. It might be not snacking on pre-dinner food. I know, for example, at Christmas in our house, we tend to, my mother is a feeder. Has anyone met her? Does anyone know this? My mother is an absolute feeder. But what we tend to have around Christmas time is just these strange bowls that don't ever come out at any other time of the year. They're just bowls everywhere. And they have quality street and nuts and crisps and the roses are in another one. And there's, there's, just, there's just food everywhere. If you put a hard stop around, you know, I don't eat after I'm full. I don't snack from the from the Christmas bowls. I don't eat chocolate off the tree. You know, I drink a soft drink in between every alcoholic drink. Or, you know, I employ the 4-2 method. So starter, main, dessert, and alcohol, pick two out of four. Um, if you put in some hard, fast rules for yourself, it actually becomes easier to make decisions because you've already predetermined what those rules are. And actually, it would be a really, really easy way to curb, as I say, the unnecessary, it's the grazing that catches people out, isn't it? It's the the opening the, the box of the chocolates and just sitting with them. So those kind of things, maybe you choose not to, you know, the chocolates always stay in the cupboard. You have to decant them. Even if that's all you did and that was the only rule that you employed, you'd reduce your overall intake. So I would be thinking, what are the things that tend to catch you out? Is it the the snacks? If so, what snacks? Is it alcohol? If so, when do you tend to overindulge? Is it the, the bigger meals themselves that you tend to, to eat a lot at? What are the, the things that tend to catch you out? And what are you going to do or what rules are you going to put in place to mitigate that as much as possible? And then follow through. But it becomes a hell of a lot easier to follow through if you have that predetermined in advance. And the last thing that I wanted to mention was limbo week. You know that funny week between Christmas and New Year where historically it's probably been a couple of days at least in either your new Christmas jammies or in loungewear. 
where like I say yeah we might be going to someone else's for second Christmas dinner there's still a lot of things going on during that time I would presume as well because of the way that Christmas falls this year depending on your your job and your role I bet a lot of people aren't going into the office if work's been done it'll be working from home on those couple of days and I'm sure that will be the case that week doesn't have to be a Christmas you know times five six or seven we can return to a degree of normality around those days and that's absolutely fine you know getting out for for walks going out on those nice cold brisk dog walks when you get a really nice clear December day maybe you do actually pop into to the gym on those days maybe you do actually just move your body if to help digestion more than anything else maybe it is an opportunity for you to do things a little bit differently so that we don't end up with this kind of I going to say excuse the pun but this snowball of Christmas day turns into boxing day turns into boxing day times two and again and again and again and I get why it happens you know there's still cheese in the fridge there's still the bowls are lying out with all their their chocolate like it, it happens but I would be encouraging you to maybe think about that window a little bit differently this year and increasing movement more than anything else again back to previous comment if you find that movement incurs generally for you good dieting decisions or just makes you feel great, just get in and do some exercise. Um, so those are some strategies that you could bring in this year. As ever, I'm sure there are some that are more applicable to you than others, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but what I did want to close on is Christmas. I hope, I hope for you that this is the case. Christmas is a time for creating memories. It's a time for people coming together. You know, maybe you've had a new family member this year. You know, maybe it's someone's first Christmas. Christmas is a time for that. It's a time the board games come out, that, you know, you exchange the gifts and you wear the stupid jumpers and it is, it's lovely. Food is a part of it, of that course it is but it's not the entirety of the occasion so yes we are talking about potentially ways that you can manage intake but remember what the whole point of this is all about the more that you focus on the social element of it the more that you focus on the enjoyment the less anxiety that this is going to cause I think fundamentally owning your decisions is absolutely key. If you've worked with me ever, if you are working with me right now, you'll know I do not coach with an ironclad fist. We don't coach from a, you know, this is right, this is wrong mentality. Like I said, you are, you're a fully grown adult. You're very, very, very capable of making your own mistakes. The decisions that you make around this time and owning those decisions is absolutely key. We can guide you, we can help, but I'm not here to tell someone how many roast potatoes they can have on their plate at Christmas dinner. It's not my style. It's not how we do things. Whatever you do around the festive period, own your decisions. They are completely, completely up to you. I'd consider how you want to start January 
And I'm not saying that from a almost a <laughs> reverse psychology or a guilt tripping kind of way, you know, not like a consider how you want to start January. Do you really want to eat that? How will you feel in January? That's not what I mean at all. What I'm saying is actually think about how do you actually want to be kicking off the the new year 2023? How do you want to go into January feeling? If the thought of taking 10 steps back fills you with dread, then fine. But you have to do something about that. You have to, as I say, own the decisions that you make to help you map out a really positive path for yourself. Doesn't mean missing out on everything. Actually, it doesn't mean missing out on anything. You might choose the amount that you in, indulge. You might be slightly moderate in some areas. But consider how you want to kick off the, the new year, particularly if you've had a really successful year of dieting. Just have a think about that. And the other thing, the last thing that I'll mention on this, I absolutely promise, is it's actually a really, really good opportunity for you to practice that elusive balance that we all talk about. Because let's call a spade a spade. We're going to be eating a little bit more over this month. We are. We absolutely are. Maybe, therefore, it, it historically, you've therefore fallen into the trap of thinking, well, I'm eating more, so I'm just not going to exercise because actually it's not going to make any difference. I'm not going to be able to see any difference on the, on the scale weight. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to visibly maybe lose weight this month. Like, I call bullshit on that. Sorry. If you think that because having a few higher calorie meals is a, a fine excuse to, to step away from, from moving your body or looking after your, your health, your fitness and your wellness for the rest of the month, that's a, a very all or nothing mentality to have. And this is actually a really good opportunity to practice balance. If you went out on a lovely long winter walk every single day of December, you hit you know a good step count and you ate in moderation the majority of the week. What a brilliant way to approach the month. So instead of dreading it, thinking about December as an opportunity and finding what balance looks like for you. If you've never achieved it in December before, then now it's the time to practice. Okay, that's me. I absolutely promise. So I get that there is a lot of apprehension around this this upcoming month. Our perception of, of Christmas, I believe, is slightly skewed. It doesn't have to be a whole month if you don't want it to be. We've gone over various strategies that you could bring in around, you know, keeping your routine as normal as possible, accepting maintenance in the short term, trying, you know, if moving your body makes you feel great and encourages great uh, nutritional decisions, then keep doing that. You can bank calories, make adjustments on, on days that are going to be of, of higher meals, etc. You might choose to put in hard stops or, or rules around food that make it a lot easier for you. And I would be thinking a little bit more about that limbo period between Christmas and New Year. Remember what this whole month is about, really, and particularly you know, if you have young kids or maybe for the for the couples and the brides, the CWC brides that got married this year, what a lovely way, you know, your first Christmas is. It is such a, an amazing time. I love it myself, but I also want to feel great. And I don't want to spend the month of January, you know, making up for, for a December. So let's find a middle ground.
As ever, if you've not taken our health score, the link to that will be in the show notes below. Take your health check review, get your score, and crucially get some feedback on how you can increase it over the next little while. It'll give you a wonderful starting point. If you have not shared the podcast to someone you think would find it really valuable, I really appreciate it if you if you did. Um, and if you don't, pop it on your on your socials. That also um, helps massively. And the last thing I'll mention, if you are stuck for the perfect, perfect Christmas gift, we, I, CWC, has been gifted before. We have been, that was a strange thing, I think. There's the perception that it's a bit strange to gift someone a, a coach for Christmas. But actually, if you have someone in your life who you feel would really, really benefit from what we do, if you enjoy what we do you've learned a lot and actually maybe you have a friend or a family member who's always saying oh I wish I could get in shape or you know I really want to make changes but I don't know where to start gift us for Christmas reach out let us know I can sort it all out from this end and we can get your nearest and dearest your loved one already for for the new year so that's something that we have done previously um, which has been a real a real success. So if it is something that you are interested in, please feel free to reach out. My details are in the show notes below. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll touch base next Tuesday.